Jankum's just checking under the hood. This shiny girl has two warp cores. <laughs> just one will take us to warp nine if it don't break us into a bajillion pieces. If those are the warp cores, what is this? Huh? Jankum Pog has no idea. Red alert. Red alert. Did it touch Red anything? Alert. Wasn't me? No, that wasn't you, Jankum. There seems to be a bigger problem. <laughs> Relax. I'm sure this is just a routine systems check. Pull it up on screen. Oh, that does not look routine. It's <sighs> beautiful. What exactly am I looking at? Your course has led us into a binary system where the gravitational pull of an orbiting white dwarf is in the final moments of tearing apart a red giant. What a dying star. What a rare and exciting way to meet our doom. Strange new takes. I'm your host, Adam Bowen, and with me saying ice, because it's our 69th episode, are Emily Bowen Marler <laughs> and Rudy Baker. So, um, with strange new takes today, we are recapping um, the second, I don't know, third, somehow third, right? Third episode of Star Trek Prodigy called Starstruck. Make sure to follow us on social media at Strange New Takes. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, make sure to tell your friends about the pod and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That's just how people can help find us. So, great. And before we begin, we just want to throw out that spoiler warning because we're going to be talking about this episode, No Holds Barred, but we'll also be talking about like every other Star Trek episode. Well, maybe not every Star Trek episode in this podcast, but you know, every Star Trek episode, movie, whatever is fair game when we are talking yeah. about this newest episode. We, we nearly did a couple of episodes ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would just be like Lower Decks, you know, you just got to list yeah, everything yeah. right there. That'll... Uh, help help our ratings or whatever so uh yeah let's uh i i can't remember i i, th I think this is the part where i'm supposed to uh save the title card so yeah. uh we're talking <laughs> about the episode uh starstruck uh it is episode uh 1x03 of of pro uh so it's the 103rd on the production number uh because that's how we write things first aired on the 4th of november 2021 uh it was written by chad quant directed by alan wan and the in universe date is who knows no one reads captain captain's logs anymore that's for uh uh nerds so but it's 2383 <laughs> uh so uh before we get into the meat of everything we got to have our strange new takes so who out there has a strange new take for me well I don't know what my strange new take will be. My cat just walked in and talked to me while you were talking. So I'll have my strange new take be today. A hilarious thing happened where my cat likes to hang out in the bathtub when we have a little bit of water in there, you know, like, like the kids taking a bath and we've drained the bathtub mm. and there's like a little bit that's left. So she really likes to go in there when that's the case. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what she was thinking, but we had the bathtub filled getting ready to take, to put Dietrich in there, but we hadn't made it back to the bathroom yet. And I hear the cat all of a sudden jump out of, off of something and run weirdly out of the, the bathroom and the bedroom and realized that she had jumped into the full bathtub. <laughs> so oh, no. I wish I had been in there to see her do that because that probably was really funny. <laughs> I don't know if she thought it was funny. She wouldn't let me even get her to see how wet she was. I, f I finally chased her down and picked her up and realized that, yeah, her paws, her whole belly, everything oh, was no. all wet. <laughs> no. yeah, I, like, I, I would be interested to see, like, how did she escape from this? Like, I know. It, like, there, there's probably, <laughs> like, some, some, some <laughs> crazy, like, jump that happened. Yeah, that's... Backflip. That's probably, yeah, yeah. probably amazing. <laughs> Who knows? And she's gotten a little portly over the past year. 
and I can't figure out how she has because we feed her the same amount of food all the time. But so I don't know that she's as spry on her feet as she used to be either. So maybe that was part of the problem. Well, that, that'll just make know. her more buoyant. So I, yeah, it, it maybe, shouldn't be yeah, a problem she, she, for being in the bath. She floated. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, um, cats in water. That's fun. Uh, my strange new take for the episode is, you know, eventually my goal is to get my kid to watch the whole episode in one sitting. Um, but I do have some strange new reviews. They're kind of ratings. He doesn't really understand rating systems yet. Um, he's three and a I'm half. I'm not sure that we do either. So yeah. I yeah. So okay. you'll, you'll hear, I have a clip that I'm going to send that hopefully will get edited in today. I, I didn't get a chance to send the clip last week, but I have a clip that hopefully you all will get to hear. You'll understand what I mean when I say he doesn't understand ratings, but, um, but he's, we're having a hard time getting through a whole episode because they're a little scary sometimes. Um, which makes sense. He doesn't really, he loves action uh, when it's between ships, but not when it's between people. Like he gets a little nervous when people start having some tension or, you yeah. know, yelling or whatever. But um, it's been fun to watch with him. And we had a good conversation today about Rock Talk and, and uh, Rock Talk trying to help Gwen see the truth of what, their lives were like and so that was kind of fun to talk with him about that so i'm enjoying having star have... trek new star trek to watch with my kid well and, and i i'm i just i like that we have uh like it's it's i, I don't know we're having such good lessons that we can teach kids w with these these episodes and it doesn't mm -hmm. uh i don't know I'm, I'm really impressed with how they've weaved things together there yeah does he does he have a favorite character yet or is, is that uh rock talk default or? well you know it's funny he keeps saying the purple guy but really mm. but i and i don't know if he said that after the first episode so i think mm -hmm. he liked him because he was the main person in yeah, the episode yeah. i don't know if he felt that way i don't know i personally was getting frustrated with him in this episode but yeah. um we can get to that a little bit later but he his favorite character actually is the ship <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's the first one. When I say, who are your favorite characters? He says, the ship. And then he gives me another character. So. I mean, every pretentious uh, sci-fi show or, or writer or whatever, like they they will tell you that the ship is a character or that the right. setting is the character or like right. this building that everyone lives in. It, it's its own character. So My three-year-old gets that. So, yeah. 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 He's <laughs> right, right in on that energy. Um <laughs> I think uh, I'll, I'll give my strange new take next. Uh, for I didn't have one for the real world until uh, my chicken dragonette gave one to me. Uh, <laughs> she had an unfortunate incident in the uh, the nest box today and crushed an egg and uh, got yolk all over her and uh, went into kind of distress mode and started trying to pluck a lot of her feathers out, getting the yolk oh, out. No. So. I had to rescue her right before this and do kind of a hose her down a little bit and then blow dry her uh, while she hates both of those activities and then uh, rush upstairs to do a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if, if my energy is a little bit all over the place, it's because uh, of my chicken. Uh, <laughs> but for for the episode, like the, uh, I, I think I'll just come out and say it right right away. This is the... Star Trek Prodigy has the best opening sequence that Star Trek has ever had. Mm. And so good. Uh, le like magnitudes better for, from my perspective, it's I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't see myself ever fast forwarding through the, the credits in the, in this show, the way that I do with almost every other show. Well, and I have to say I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I didn't get to share any of my thoughts about the initial episode. But the way they put it at the end of the episode last yeah. week was perfection because yes. it was just like the setup. And then, look, now we're going to go on these adventures. And anyway, it was so great. I was like, oh, I love it. I can't wait to say this at the beginning of the show next week. And uh, yeah, I'm good stuff. 100% agree on that. Wow. Looks like um, the Enterprise um, intro is falling down the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> road but yeah <laughs> let me let me quickly jump in with my strange new take before we uh, all jump into song uh, uncontrolled song um but so yeah uh, i have a correction to make from my strange new take from last week where i said um um you know um, a gentleman of indian descent is making his way to space or has already made his way to space 
Um, this is um, astronaut NASA, astronaut Rajachari. He uh, ended up not going to space last weekend. The flight was moved forward by three days to Wednesday. And then that one was moved forward again. The first move was due to weather. Mm. The second one was due to an interesting, and I don't mean to gossip, I, you know, these are, these are important things and potentially personal things, but there was a medical issue um, with oh. one of the crew and mm. they obviously didn't talk about more than that. Um, and so it got moved to this weekend and it has again been moved to Wednesday, but they feel confident about it. Um, NASA does. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting thing is the crew that was up for rotation that was supposed to leave is now leaving before this backfill crew uh, goes to the space station. So I don't know if that means... That oh, so the be... order is going to be different for who gets there? Um, well, no. It, the, the crew that was going up was supposed to relieve a crew that was coming mm-hmm. down, but the crew coming down is going to do that before the crew goes up. They'll miss each other by a oh, couple of days. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, some kind of intrigue and excitement. Hope, hope everybody's okay. And you know, um, my 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 thoughts ride with uh, Commander Rajachari, our candidate for the first uh, man of uh, or first person of Indian descent to potentially uh, step foot on the moon. So let's hope that works out. Um, my strange new take for this episode is, um, was that homage to the lower decks intro sequence the whole plot of like slowly spinning into um into a into a some sort of a gravity yeah. well black and then like i know i thought this <laughs> getting her out of it um because that's what came to mind immediately but same thing like you guys were saying there's a lot of Bits and it, they're nicely fused pieces of all of Star Trek in here, mm-hmm. and, and it, it helps people like so. It's a mix between people who have seen a lot of Trek, and and then so they can they can you know find these Easter eggs or whatnot. And for those who haven't been introduced to it, it's it's a it's it's a great uh, plot as well. So I like that mix. Well, and I, I like that we can have these. Like the, the the crew can just blunder into something that like is gonna get them killed, but since they're kids, we can have it be like an interesting, exciting episode, and then like get something out of it. Whereas, like if Janeway accidentally <laughs> did this, or or like any of other other crews, like uh, I, I guess Lower Decks could do this as a straight up joke, but I I just uh, I don't know. This show is is impressing me with how they're taking advantage of like that. It's kids. Uh, they can have um, a different approach to storylines than the other series do, which I, I'm just, I'm thrilled about. Um, I guess uh, now is the time that I, I guess we can take us into in-depth episode discussion. I'll start us off with the uh, episode summary, uh, which I copy and pasted from Memory Alpha. Thank you, Memory Alpha. Perhaps you copy and pasted it from somewhere else. Uh, so even with the guidance of their hologram advisor, Janeway, the crew of the USS Protostar is tested when their ship is on a dangerous cosmic collision course. Mm. Seems roughly what, what the episode is about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I guess, uh, maybe the most sensible way to, to structure this is I, I, what, what's interesting about this episode, I, I kind of joked about it last week that we're going to have like a 40 minute lore dump or something. And that'll be the second episode. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what happened. Um, Except but... they did it in like 30 seconds. <laughs> 40. Yeah. Not 40 minutes, but 40 yeah, seconds. 20 yeah. seconds. <laughs> but I, I guess how did that, uh, how did everyone feel about uh, sort of this like lore heavy episode? It was so good to hear um, Janeway's voice. I I can't I can't believe that we'll look forward to something new coming from her voice every week. That's something that we have all not been used to for mm-hmm. over a decade or so, right? A couple yeah. of decades. Um, yeah, I was I was um, I, I was happy to have them get introduced to it. Um, Skipping ahead a little bit, I was a little bummed on how it was quickly rejected. But you know, I'm a yeah, I'm a Federation patron, so uh, we'll see how that goes. 
yeah, it, the Federation's good for you. It's not good for the the little people out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so of, of course you would defend it. Um, I, I guess for for me it was, I guess I, I I was just interested in how they were able to break it up into uh, all of these different explanations of like that there's no money, that there's replicators, that there's warp drive, there's impulse. There's we we even got like the classic like diverting power from one system to another and like how mm-hmm. that's a big uh uh plot point in a lot of star trek but like uh i, I don't know we we got so deep into all of this stuff but it felt uh it was really, organic yeah it really was yeah like it it wasn't just a she's just listing off all the systems Mm-mm. that the ship has and then like oh and by the way you might need to use this thing like no one is transported anywhere. Uh, so like we can still learn about that if that's a surprising thing for people. But um, yeah, it's the, the, I, I, I like how they were able to weave each of these into a scene and it didn't uh, like, it feels like, like we're discovering the mystery of the Federation or of the ship and like yeah. how it works which I guess is helpful because like people can like maybe they can read, but they're not good at paying attention. <laughs> now, so, this, like, is this a pretty small ship? Because I, I get the feeling because be. I mean, Gwen can hear them when they're cheering on the bridge when she was weird back though, in the like, brig. Yeah, that was weird. Then, though. Like a brig. I don't know if you should hear that. I know. I, I would think that too. And then <laughs> I couldn't tell when, but then it does seem like when rock talk says I have the prisoner, uh, it sounded like that came over comms. It did, it did. But anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. One quick data point there. In, in the beginning, when they asked um, either Jankom or in the first episode or Zero, right? Uh, they mm-hmm. asked, uh, you know, let, let, I mean, can we get the ship out? And it was like, how many people do you need? And he was like, at least 20. So looking at a complement of no more than 30. So Equinox type of ship, probably, or smaller than mm-hmm. that even. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's that's right. I mean, maybe even less because it's uh, what there are there are three escape pods. I don't know if that we didn't get a sense of like oh, how yeah, big those escape pods sense. were. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And maybe the, it was just ejecting all of them at once, and she just happened to be next to one, two, and three. Mm. Um, yep. But. Yeah, it, I'm a little distressed. They don't have escape pods anymore. <laughs> well, we can, I, I mean, maybe we can just Replicate. print new ones. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I like I, it's it's interesting though because I, I guess we're we're introduced to the idea of escape pods, but then if we get rid of them in the first episode, now there's a bit more danger for like we know that they can't just abandon ship, probably, um, in order to escape whatever is going on, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was also a bit distressed. <laughs> just <laughs> like, oh, essential, non-essential cargo. Oh no, anything not bolted down. Are we gonna have food anymore? Is there gonna be? I know, I know. I don't know. But I guess you know we do feel I, we do feel better because we do find out they can replicate um, that they can replicate shuttles, which is must be how Voyager made it through the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> with they, I mean, we didn't realize that's what they had. They had a vehicle replicator on the yeah. ship and i i, I love and that's that it, why janeway couldn't have her coffee all the time like sometimes she had to give up you know she had to kind of ration her coffee maybe it was because power had to be diverted to the vehicle replicator i don't know so the days that she was cranky <laughs> you know if she just was having a bad day one day it was probably one of the days that she had they had to divert the power to the vehicle replicator, and that's why she couldn't have her coffee, and that just put her in a bad mood. And she had to have whatever disgusting stuff that Neelix uh, right. probably <laughs> told everyone was coffee. But, um, yeah, I, I just... Uh, and, and yeah, I, actually, we, we got that, that coffee shot uh, of her yes. uh, yes. this episode, too. So good. Did you nice... all see the new Captain Janeway action figure? Oh, my gosh. If I had $200 to just drop, I would totally buy it, but I don't, so I won't be buying it. But it's amazing. She has a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't remember where I... But maybe this, I think maybe I someone, sent it. So, yeah, I think post, I put you posted it in, it in our It's only the short hair, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. awesome yeah. looking. Oh my gosh, I want it. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely like one of the best looking uh, action figures I've seen. Yeah, the coffee is amazing <laughs> as an inclusion. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I something else I I thought was was really well done in this episode was um, we had 
we we got a lot of character development in here um and in particular it's like uh you mentioned uh emily that rock talk and gwyn uh sort of give you an opportunity to talk to dietrich about uh mm-hmm. how things were going but um how did you how did you like the, those scenes with, with them together well i mean first of all rock talk broke my heart in that mess hall scene i mean yeah. that was just like oh. i was like oh my gosh this is the best show i've ever seen <laughs> just that, <laughs> yeah, that moment yeah. was so i don't know it was just so sad and such a simple way to um communicate what she had gone through yeah um anyway and how young she must have been when she was first taken there if she can't remember anything beyond that you know anyway so that was just it was a really it they communicated so so much with just that one line and i just thought that was beautiful and sad um and then just the way they carried it through also with gwen Cause I keep trying to, I mean, you know, from all the promo stuff, you don't get any idea that Gwen is potentially, uh, yeah, there's not like a, yeah, this is maybe the bad person. Right. Right. (laughs) You don't ever get any hint of that. And, and I, so what Dietrich and I, so I'm trying to get Dietrich to not be scared of this show. So, and I don't know if this is really how it's going to go or not, but what I told Dietrich, I said, I think I said, Gwen doesn't know that her father treated them badly like she doesn't understand she thought that they were criminals and that's why they were in this place and rock talk told her no that's not why we're there we didn't do anything wrong and so Gwen's starting to realize that maybe her father's doing something wrong and i said and i think that Gwen is going to end up being friends with everyone who's on the protostar as so i said so mm-hmm. why don't we watch it and see if that's what's going to happen and he's like okay <laughs> so so that's kind of <laughs> how we talked about it but um you know just and and i i kind of feel like i mean they in the first episode, Gwen does have sympathy for a doll. Like Dal, Dal. I keep saying doll, it's Dal. Um, you can tell that that she or I don't know if it's sympathy is the right word, but but she's intrigued. She's intrigued by him. And she yeah. you know, she doesn't really want him to be hurt, I don't think. Um, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Clearly she doesn't fully understand what's happening um in this prison. I don't know yeah, if you call it a prison. She she or... does have she knows a little bit more than what she's telling Rock Talk though, because we yeah. like she she knew that the Cation was not a criminal, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. uh so th- I I and I, I thought it was interesting how Gwyn uh made that mention. Uh like when it, Dal's in the middle of uh sort of like just lying about everything and trying but like saying that he's doing it for everyone. And she just mentioned, she says, Dal has a way with words. Listen to them at your own peril, which mm. I, I'm wondering if there's a little bit that we should be worried about, about Gwyn too. Not yeah. necessarily that, like, I, I, th- I think I agree with you that I, like, I don't think that uh, in season two, episode one, uh, uh, Gwyn is going to murder Rock Talk. And it turned out, <laughs> turns out that it was all like uh, a big plot, but it, it's... <laughs> I, I think that there's there's a bit more. If complexity. it was discovery, then yes, but yes, it's, okay. it's a good show. Thankfully, so hopefully that doesn't. That's the, I was gonna say the nice thing about it being a show that's made for kids. I mean, it's made for everyone, I think, but mm-hmm. that is appropriate for kids. Is that those kinds of things probably aren't gonna happen? A, bit a horrible so. Squid Game type of twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was just gonna say I like I like so. I asked who Dietrich's favorite character was. Maybe I'll ask you all the same. I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite character is actually Gwen. Um, She is so complex. Her writing, her personality, her situation is so complex and so Mm -hmm. well-written. And it, it, it means different things to people at different age groups, right? Like you said, for Dietrich, it's like, you know, this person didn't know. And sometimes people don't know. For people a little older, it could be, um, you know, she has a decision to make at some point, right? She's she's torn in many ways. She, I agree with Adam. She obviously knows more than she um, the she's telling Rock Talk. Um, also, she may not have the burden that her dad has in potentially trying to sustain or revive his species, right? Like, we don't we don't know how people behave if they are the last adult. Um, mm. uh, uh, 
remaining member of their species and she's sort of he's try, maybe he's trying to protect her from that reality and and he's got his own equation right in terms of morality in in enslaving yeah. all these children right so i don't i don't know any of that but uh, she is so well i actually and this is partly i, I don't mean to step step into um dal so much but i actually didn't like him too much with all his like bravado on the bridge and i, I would feel either. that um a, a a gwen who is truly you know invested in the ship and 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 it's in its crew would be a much better captain uh, but no, i'm I, jumping I, yeah, I, I think i i 100% agree on that um it's yeah it it's it's interesting they i think that i i see where they're going with with dal in the sense that it's um i think it's an interesting storyline to have for someone who is sort of just figuring out how, where they fit in the world mm. to have them sort of make the assumption of like, Oh, the captain is the one in charge. I should be the captain and uh, the captain's in charge because they're the best. So I, it's because I'm like a natural born leader. That's why I'm the captain and, and all of that stuff. But uh, I think this will be, I, I think they, they will have a, an interesting way to help Dal explore like, no, this actually is hard work and it is, and you have to earn that trust in your, in your teammates and it's not just um it's it's not just about you exerting like your privilege on on top of everybody else so i i i think that uh we're we're going interesting places with this but yeah it makes him darn frustrating uh for this part of the episode and mm-hmm. i i might I, this is probably gonna be a few episodes long of him uh having yep. these issues but he seemed to get in. a little better at the end Yep. Or at yeah. least was willing to accept help from Janeway. Yeah, yeah. He didn't quite have a choice, but I think, again, it's more about those lessons that, that are given out, right? Those subtle lessons on, um, you know, it is okay to ask for help. And people who kind of back themselves too much without knowing what they're getting into can get into trouble. So uh, don't, don't be too... Um, self-confident right it's important to be self-confident yeah. when we do self-confident the other thing about um uh, dal is that he's kind of had to fend for himself throughout right like a lot of these people who may have been pulled into slavery as, as babies not even kids mm-hmm. um and so he doesn't know how to trust anything or anybody right he doesn't want to trust yeah. the federation he doesn't want he, he feels that maybe janeway will janeway hologram will manipulate the crew and mm-hmm. and so and at the same time he he likes being in control and when you are when you are a universe of one you are in control right everything is yeah you're not working with others so there'll be a little bit of that learning and i just love how janeway as a hologram um modulates like it's like her bedside manner holographic bedside manner is through the roof right she's not like the emh mark one in in the voyager (laughs) series pilot where she's you know she says I like a gal who knows what she wants when uh, Rock yeah. gets the the uh, the blob of food, and then again with with the crew, she's like you know the Federation kind of started out the same way. Yeah. Um, and then she's she's not condescending towards Dal as well, so I I really like her in that role. Well, yeah, and she's I, very. I mean, I, maybe we need to take a break at some point, but since yeah. you all are talking about Janeway, I'm gonna pop this in here. Now I can't remember if this if this look happened in the first episode, if it was this episode, but clearly this is a self-aware hologram or maybe not self-aware is not the right word. Um, a very insightful, she's mm-hmm. an insightful hologram because she knows they're not cadets. She knows. Oh. And she, when she turns away, there's mm. a scene where she, when she first finds out, like, I can't remember what it is that the kids say to her, but they said something like, Oh, we're not part of the crew. Or I, I can't remember exactly what they said. And she turns away. She just gives this knowing look like, I don't know. And I feel like she calls them cadets as a way to empower them, to give them some sort of confidence in themselves that they can do what they need to do to hmm. um, make this ship, you know, to have the ship serve them. Or so, Anyway, or, there was just something about the way yeah. she, the expression she made that I was like, I think she's, I think she totally knows they're not cadets. Like, oh, I think she wow. gave them that, yeah. that that's, title that's really, to empower them. Anyway. That, that's an interesting take. Uh, or she's just manipulating them because she knows that if she gets them to come to Federation space, they'll get the Federation property back and we'll be able to send all these kids to prison like they, where they belong. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've, 
you've had my mind running on or imagination running on overdrive now, Emily, by saying that um, <laughs> if if that's the case um, and she needs this crew of, of little ruffian kids to, to get her to where she wants to get, it, did she end up in that prison mine um, with the ship? Like, is there a background to that? And is is she who the diviner is actually after, and not the ship? Um, or is there is there like is, is that the is mm. that the protagonist antagonist uh, setup that she's not letting these kids in on yet? So yeah, I, I just thought about oh, that, that in five that's, seconds. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it when the wheels are turning. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, hmm. Okay, there's a, there's a. I'm gonna bring in a one random thing from our like expansion of the world of Trek. I think I'd, I'd written it in, but, um, or rather speculation. Um, uh, so apparently we missed it last time, but there is a, there was a panel uh, that was shown in the first episode or first or second episode. I don't know which one uh, that mentions transwarp. Um, and I talked about that third nacelle that sort of appears in the opening credits for the show. I, I'm wondering if the trans warp drive could potentially be something that Solom is after. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, they even have that scene where, um, zero looks up and says, what's this, you know, cause uh, Jenkins talks about there being two warp drive or warp cores. Yeah. There's two warp cores and then the mysterious thing in the middle. It's crazy. Now it's still running on overdrive, the imagination. So two Janeways, right? At the end of uh, series, uh, the series finale, and, and one potentially dies, right? Um, fighting the oh, Borg the Queen. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. from yeah. the future, yeah. 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 Um, but maybe the Borg Queen downloaded her consciousness somewhere, and then she got away. And yeah, I can't, I can't stop imagining now, so I will just stop. And maybe this is that other Janeway, and she's masquerading as a hologram and yeah so this is this is, makes it more likely that uh she's manipulating our kids to send them into uh maybe to get them assimilated by the borg oh well, they do have a, <laughs> no, a new borg, they do have a new borg queen cast for star trek picard, picard. so maybe they're gonna find a way to <laughs> interesting uh, i mean we are in the delta quadrant can we resist we seeing the borg um, resist you would say <laughs> i resist. see what you did there. <laughs> uh okay well i i think uh given that i'm going to segue us we've been resisting it for a while yes. but i think this is a time it's for futile. us to take a, we're going to take a break uh <laughs> and we'll we'll get back in with some more so cue some sort of interesting audio from the episode Dal, why are we lying about being cadets the kid's not wrong we just kidnapped the boss's daughter we're floating blindly through space in a ship we don't know how to fly. This is bad. The Federation could give us adequate protection from the Diviner's tyranny. <sighs> Are you all crazy? Did the oxygen levels drop in here? Oxygen levels are minimal. Let me tell you how the galaxy really works. This ought to be good. The Federation? It's just another name for someone else in charge. Yeah, Janeway sings a nice song, but I can tell you from experience. People in authority lie. They try to sell you the good life, but It's a good life for them, not us. Besides, how much protection are they gonna give to a bunch of fugitives who roll up in their stolen ship? Take it from me. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. You're in charge. Do you lie to us? Yes, he lies all the time. (laughs) But I lie for us. Don't think of it as lying to her. Think of it as playing pretend. Well, welcome back, y'all. Uh, maybe that'll be my uh, my signature thing that I say. I don't. I don't know. I I need to work on these things before, like the second before I start talking. So, yes, it, this is strange new takes, and we're just gonna keep on talking. So, um, I I think that it makes. I know that sometimes we've structured our episodes where we have we kind of like go through just the characters, but I think this one makes sense for us to just stick to this kind of rough plot that we're we've been talking through. Um, so we haven't said a, a, a whole lot yet about Gwyn's escape uh, from the brig. Yeah. Well, I think, oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Rudy. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so her escape, um, well, before her escape, right, it's, it's, it's the whole bit about um, Dahl, like, being very... Uh, 
self-confident, overconfident mm-hmm. in, in being able to get the ship out of that situation and um, introducing the audience to a uh, concept of uh, diverting power, right? Which is the core yeah, of, yeah. Core of uh, uh, Trek uh, uh, ship operations. But it's also interesting to me in terms of, again, um, giving lessons on prioritization and decision making and you mm-hmm. can you can invest your time in things and then therefore you cannot invest it in other things during that time right um things like that so um yeah so didn't 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 quite didn't quite like dal as i said before um in, in doing all of that but of course J- uh, sorry gwen escapes and and uh she had straight to escape pods and it's this is weird bit um um, where both her and and Rock Talk and and maybe because they're kids or they're not sure they all want to escape. But when you're when oh, you're yeah. in, a, in the gravity well of of a of a star um, that is is about to go nova. I don't know. They're like it's about to blow up. You 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 getting out in an escape pod or even a shuttle is probably not the best thing to do. You're, That's you're... a fair point. I didn't think about that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh well, it's it's good uh, for the the sake of the episode that we didn't break up the crew and have them just like get off and be fine. Like, oh, wait, yeah, they would have super died. <laughs> they would have gone straight into, into that into that huge star. That, yeah. that whole Escape ship. pods, I don't think, have like warp drives on them or yeah. anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so so that, that part was weird. And, and maybe it's, again, an analogy to like, hey, if somebody's like taking control of a... Of, of a game or a play or a play area or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a natural reaction of kids to be like, okay, I'm just going to leave and do my own thing because you, you seem to have like take, yeah, taken yeah. control here. So we saw that from Rock Talk. We saw that from, um, um, well, Gwen was trying to just actually escape. She didn't, she had no idea what was going on, I guess, right? In terms of the whole star oh, and the gravity. Well, it's on. possible that she didn't, uh, she yeah, wasn't yeah. that knowledge yet. Um, yeah. And, and I guess, we should talk about you know replicating an entire shuttle in in what that really means and how that ties to Voyager having so many shuttles. But but even before that, like if you re- can replicate an entire shuttle, you can replicate the fuel source. You can replicate a warp engine, um, a miniaturized warp engine, right? Because shuttles have those, right? Uh, because they have warp well, cells. The, the, there's probably some amount of. Uh... Because I I think that uh, some of those things so it, we can certainly replicate the like the raw materials of like get bending the metal to uh, be in the shape of a shuttlecraft. There might still be a, a step of like okay, and now I'm going to install the spare warp drive that we have that's like sitting around for installation into a shuttle. But yeah, on, honestly, I don't know. I, I'm sure the writers do not think that far in yeah, sense of like yeah. where, where where are we getting the fuel for this shuttle <laughs> is it get, it's just matter replicated like is there a, a gigantic block of like matter that uh we're just like shrinking down in order to make these shuttles but I, I i will say that uh they were able to take something that was just kind of it's like a, just a boring ship feature i mean it's kind of cool that they can print shuttles but they turned it into a, it's a beautiful fight scene that they had like uh, and I I felt like it was a great way for us to show kind of the uh, uh, so much about like how those characters move through space of like we have Rock Talk is just like a gigantic like if she's fighting somebody, it's just all about throwing around like her brute gigantic strength. fists and <laughs> brute strength, uh, like able to crack through a, a shuttle bay or a shuttle door. Uh, shuttles uh, uh glass and uh seeing Gwyn able to just sort of like jump around and be super agile like the and and all during that having like an interesting conversation and like you I, like you feel sort of the devastation that uh that rock talk feels at uh sort of that this bad lady has been letting them get abused for years and all, all of that and i i just I, I don't know. There's um, th- this episode just gave me a whole lot of confidence in that. Like, there I think they're really going to be able to write children well in this show in a way that Star Trek has been absolutely horrible at. Oh my uh, gosh! Like it, 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 the the only time we ever show children, it's we have 
uh, it's we bring the writers from Leave It to Beaver, and like they're the ones that are giving Wesley all of his lines or whatever. Like there are interesting ways to have uh, to have kids interact in the shows, but I I think since we have a writing staff that like their whole jobs are focused around writing kids shows, like they need to be able to sh- uh, write like interesting dynamic characters who are children. And uh, it's like, just this script is giving some incredible, uh, per- or get- is allowing us to have some incredible performances from like an eight year old. I-, I-, I think the actress is also really young. I don't think, I don't know exactly she how old young. she is. Yeah. 11 or something. I think okay. actually yeah, yeah. like it, it, incredible weight for for like such a young actress to be uh giving to that and the the animation goes pairs so well with it that um i mean uh if i were to have to choose like a favorite character uh i think uh, originally i was thinking gwyn because gwyn seems like has like a tragic backstory and also looks like a huge badass but like rock talk like rock talk was like I was just devastated this episode watching her. Yeah. And oh yeah. I I, th- I think that there's there's going to be moments that I feel in each character, except for maybe uh, uh, Pumbaa. That hey uh... hey hey <laughs> hey that was an awesome moment between uh, Jinkum Pog and uh, Janeway when oh, he like yeah, insults yeah, the yeah. way she looks and she's like you're no looker either to laxi no and he's like peach. i like her or whatever you know like yeah i just thought that was great <laughs> no and, and yeah i i i uh if if this is all of the jenkin pog that i had seen from this episode i i had no problem with him this episode yeah. uh, i think it was maybe i was it was just like such a sudden shift from like i can't understand anybody to like now now this is a character that's clearly just here for because it's a kid's show. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, I'm loving each of these characters. Yeah. And I totally, totally aligned there. It's, it's the, their ability to message different audiences and, and provide um, connections, but also learnings and insight is, is really good. It's just identifying roles across these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Bog, Chief Engineer, right? Um, yeah. Rock Dog? Security? Chief of Security, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, Is it definitely the muscle. Yeah, muscle. Um, doll, Captain, I'm not too sold on that, but I'll yeah. <laughs> leave it there. Um, yeah. I think um, we'll, we'll do a... a a discovery style like who's gonna be the captain for i'm ready for them to mutiny against him (laughs) i'm sure that's coming i will i'll be surprised if that doesn't happen yeah exactly i don't i'll be surprised if that doesn't happen two three episodes from now um and then you have um zero and um uh, murph right um so so (laughs) so zero is what like gone officer um uh, ship counselor you know mind reader um, all kinds of yeah. stuff there, right? And the, the, uh, I, I just love some of the lines that Zero gets, like the, a dying star, what a rare and exciting way to meet our doom. Like, yes. there's just like this, this like innocence and excitement that yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm just loving it. And it's... Uh, it's... Have, you all, have you all played the game Portal? Yes. Uh, yeah. Half-Life Portal. Does it remind you of the crazy, uh, well, not in a bad way, but yeah, the... the, the... The AI um, that's in it, yeah, right? Or the, yeah, yeah. The, the what a wonderful way. <laughs> Gladys? Gladys. Yeah, Gladys. Yeah, yeah, Gladys. Yes. And there's the, what is the name of the, there's like the one that you're carrying around for a lot of the second game. It's, oh, yeah. There's the cube. Travis is the one that plays it. Well, there's the friendship cube and there's the, or no, the companion cube. Companion cube. Uh, yeah. Well, go play Portal 2, y'all. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, a great game that, uh, I think would would hold, I, I think it would hold up even if you started playing it uh, today. It's yeah, for sure. Um, it's like puzzles. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. and, and that it it looked good enough then, and I think has a style that I think would still translate. I'm sure it doesn't look nearly as shiny as it did back then, but the, I think it would hold up really well. I think so. Um, I, uh, I mean, Mur- Murph is clearly there for just like just to have like a dumb joke or, or whatever. No, but Murph is I, there for three and a half year olds. Because no, yeah. Dietrich just dissolved into laughter when Murph started eating the chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, he no, thought it, that was so funny. <laughs> no, I, I know, but, but it's a it's a kind of thing. Like I know that Murph is there for like the three and a half year olds, but I love Murph. 
<laughs> like I, I love that that there's like uh, as Janeway is like talking about the Federation and like blah 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 like we're learning about equality he sees a little holographic planet approach him and just <laughs> eats it, <laughs> just eat it. but the, I mean also how awesome is it with Rock Talk she's like it, probably he's just so intelligent and so advanced that we can't understand what he's saying or something when she first brings him up. Yes. I'm like, oh, I just love that so much. And bunk mates now with Zero, right? Uh, and yeah. he gets the top bunk so he can drool all over Zero whenever <laughs> which, he, uh, which, he... Which, by the way, that there's... Did you all notice that Zero sometimes has legs and sometimes does not have legs? And it, it'll it'll change like mid scene. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. It's not just their arms. No, it's it, it just sometimes zero floats and sometimes zero is walking around. So like in, they're retractable. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they're retractable or something. But like clearly doesn't need the legs to move around. And uh, yeah, like so, I like I'm wondering if it's almost like if it would be more emotive to have legs in this scene so like you can show zero sitting on a bunk then zero gets to have legs and if it doesn't matter then zero floats all right but i don't know it was just like a i at first i was like oh well maybe i just misremembered I'm like no it's just it changes constantly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah with murph uh quickly circling back uh, to murph um I believe the the actor playing Murph, like those are those are not computer generated sounds. No, no, it's yeah, a, it's he a actually makes actor. him. Yeah, and I I think if you if y'all watched uh, Star Trek Day, he like tried some of those sounds out, and they're really hard, right? Because he has a normal, you know, male baritone voice, and then these are like shrill, gargled noises. So a lot of effort to, to you know, uh, eat that chair. It's not easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely lo love it. Um, so, I so I, I, I guess the, the, the thing, maybe the, uh, it seems weird to have gotten this so this far and we've only like kind of mentioned the stars that were, uh, they're going to get killed by, but, um, <laughs> it's, I, I thought that this was such a, this was such a great way to show us the the tension of Janeway is able to explain how to solve some of these problems, but doesn't seem to either is unwilling to unwilling or is incapable of actually like saving them. Right. Um, so I, I just, I, I thought that was a really interesting way to, to show like, uh, I feel like it, maybe we could have just like had that explainer of like, Oh, I, I can help you with this kind of thing, but I can't help you with that. But like this show, this episode showed us exactly why she uh or what kinds of situations she can interfere with yeah it's it's interesting now that emily's put that in my head or our heads that janeway is, is totally aware that these people are not cadets um a normal hologram that is in control of a ship wouldn't wouldn't like disappear disappear when the ship's in danger or like mm -hmm. softly condescend or soft softly rep reprimand the the captain yeah, who brings yeah. her back right and and then kind of but still sort of nudges them to a solution so it, it kind of sets the theme for what what she's what she's going to do throughout the episodes right they're going to get themselves into trouble they're going to point at some big red dot on the screen mm -hmm. in in cartography or whatever on on the map and she'll say don't go there but they will go there and then she'll get them out and they'll learn right um it's, yeah, um... and and I I love that we we got like a classic Voyager uh like or I guess just Star Trek in general like plotline of like that they can't figure out how to solve this thing and then we just come up like okay we we need to like go into the star we need to like ride the shockwave in order to like it was just a, a fabulous way to um to get us into uh those kinds of plot points and have her sort of let our characters figure that out for themselves. And I, I just thought that was beautifully done because obviously she could have told them, oh, okay, and now you need to have us escape by having us go towards a shockwave. But that wouldn't have, they wouldn't have learned anything and it wouldn't have been nearly as compelling a story. 
Well, it's like we had, uh, we kind of were talking about this on the break, but I feel like, so uh, Rudy kind of took Janeway down like a nefarious way when he started. <laughs> I didn't mean to. About, like, <laughs> she's, you know, she's trying to trick and manipulate the kids into doing her bidding or whatever now. But um, I was thinking of it more as a, the way we see Janeway in that episode, Good Shepherd, um, where she finds a few of the crew members that really just, they just haven't fit in. They're not performing their duties very well. Uh, they're kind of ragamuffins. And she takes them out on a mission because she wants to nurture their uh, their gifts and talents and kind of empower them to live into their potential. And I feel like that's what's kind of playing out um, mm-hmm. in her interactions with the kids in the episode. So. Yeah, it's it's like that. Like the Good Shepherd was was like the pitch for Prodigy and like having uh, Janeway be like like present in this crew uh mm-hmm. and i i think it's just yeah it's there it's it's working really really well sorry for the banging around y'all my three-year-old just like stormed in here and ran all over the bedroom <laughs> for a while so apologies for any weird noises you just heard the guest yeah, appearance was... at the, what 51 <laughs> through 54 in mine yeah. but whatever on yours um adam um <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, hey, welcome to the show. Yeah, I thought he'd say something, but he didn't even want to listen. So we'll we'll drop some audio in with him a little bit later. Adam, <laughs> or just, earlier. Just... Who knows? Who knows if it'll happen? Yeah, we'll just what... keep this will be the elusive thing we're... we keep talking about, but maybe never. Happens. Yeah, we're, we're just we, we have to pray to the notch gods up there in our <laughs> <Notch> <laughs> that, that, that uh, they will edit our episode <laughs> and be able to insert this audio did, did you just want to drop us into hologram ethics to close us close us out um, yeah let's do like it plan yeah i have to say there's one thing about the holographic janeway that i found interesting didn't someone try to touch her and she kind of yeah yeah she's she like don't because- touch me yeah, but like, cause ho- that's not how they show holograms generally in Star Trek. They're they're solid. Well, the image. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. uh, let's get into the conversation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so the EMH, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mark One EMH. He, there's instances where he's just completely passed through, right? Like in that, he can in make that, himself do that. In that yeah. Beowulf episode, for example, where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Him and, and so maybe and that's he has to keep track does. of it. But maybe uh, that's what she does. I, I, I could see it being a um, a further limitation that they purposely placed on her that uh, if she she maintains the lower level system, so she's maybe the ship's AI, but mm. also uh, if she can't actually touch the buttons herself, maybe she actually cannot control the ship and can only talk to other people, which is why. Janeway didn't like take control of the protostar when it had no crew and just piloted out of there back to Federation space. Uh, Cause she, she physically cannot interact with the ship systems. Speaking of the ship's AI, did anyone else think that when the ship said red alert, red yes. alert, it sounded like red alarm, like the same yes. kind of tone. I this... was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I laughed out loud when that happened. If the Paclets had, had grown up watching uh, this this show, I mean, it's in the future, so that, that that's why they uh, they were so dumb. They, they would have learned a lot if they watched Prodigy. <laughs> well, just to close that out, I don't know if we talked about this, right? Star Trek Prodigy, the name of the ship is Proto-Stars, so, mm. um, you know, uh, things with great beginnings are not yet there yet, but a uh, lot of potential. So, Proto-Stars. And they call... Uh... They call uh, Gwen the pro. They call her progeny too. So we've got oh. lots of yeah. So we can like fumble our words and get <laughs> confused pro, pro, about pro. which thing, <laughs> which things we're saying. Yeah, that, that, I, I hadn't noticed that before. That she's pro- progeny and it's prodigy and it's proto star. Yeah, that, that's a whole lot of a, a whole lot of that going on. Well, um, we, should, we should start so, a counter, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and I, I just wanted wanted to mention. I, I don't think we've we've brought it up, but that's sad. Prisoner Kitty. Uh, that was Aww. just uh, that. that they yeah, better go like, back for her. I yeah, thought we're, she we're was going to get on that ship because they showed her. They showed the rumbling, and I was like, "That's it. She's going to be a stowaway on yeah. that ship, and she's going to have an important role in a showdown somewhere and sabotage it when when the you know 
Yeah. Oh, and then when it, but when you see the cloak cloaking device go into effect, you're like, oh, Chimerium. Yep. Yeah. I see. <laughs> I see now. And yeah. and and so and so well, yeah. Um, it, it's almost like they 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 cloak the entire uh, the asteroid or mine or whatever floating yeah. crystal, as opposed to the ship itself, right? Yeah, I, I was assuming like the Chimerium because it, it's also hard to tell which thing you're looking at because the Rev Twelve and the the mine or Tars Lamora have a similar aesthetic to them. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, it it was, uh, it was just the planet and not uh rev 12 which i at first i was thinking like oh are we gonna do like the classic uh 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 like ship that can fire through cloak or whatever and that's what chimerium cloak is but maybe his ship doesn't have cloak at all um but yeah so um let's see i'm just uh, there's a bit of uh expansion to the world of trek that we can uh get into um, so we have that, uh, oh, I, th- I think the, the most, uh, interesting one was, uh, and we made it a plot point was the using a warp drive inside of a gravity well may result in unpredictable and dangerous side effects, uh, which I, it like Star Trek can't make up its mind as to whether it's dangerous to like warp when you're in a system or not. And I thought that this was a, um, this is a good way to at least like give a nod to that and maybe at least say like, oh, well, it's unpredictable what happens. And that's why like it's a big deal in the motion picture uh, when they they go to warp. But then uh, in Star Trek four, we can just like warp around the sun. No big deal. And we can also warp like right out of the atmosphere uh, and all that stuff. But I don't know. And I think it was also a plot point in, in Enterprise a few times that they shouldn't warp in or out of systems. But, and in uh, the Kelvin universe, they just warp wherever the hell they want and from wherever the hell. Wherever yeah, yeah. We, we just so. took away all all the rules on that. As long as we got <laughs> Michael Giacchino with the score on it, I'm totally fine with it. Um, so yeah, uh, I a final bit of speculation I wanted us to get get into. Um, when when do we think that the Protostar left Federation space? Because we have this like we we know that Janeway is the most one of the most decorated captains. Which feels like what we have that has to be since uh, message in a bottle when they discovered that the Voyager crew is still alive, um, but uh, and we know that there were two ships that were diverted to meet with Voyager that would arrive around twenty three eighty three, um, but this I don't know this ship seems too advanced to have like left at the time uh sort of like when voyager was ending i i don't know how everyone else feels about that it, this doesn't feel like a deep space nine uh era ship that we're looking at well they were it also sharp post sorry go ahead, go ahead oh no i was gonna say it has to be post voyager coming home for sure yeah and i and I'm, that I'm would wondering... have been post ds9 and i'm i'm wondering if that that transwarp drive is maybe the like maybe this this ship left in like 2381 or something like that and it's just been inside this mine for maybe just a year or something like that um unless we did some sort of crazy time travel thing and it's gone back in time and it's been there for 20 years or something insane like that but who who knows with star trek <laughs> um i think uh with with that uh, does anyone have anything else we want to say before we uh get into our uh strange new writings um, in terms of where the show goes next, at least from my perspective, I wonder if they involve the crew in, in repairs, right? Because that, that ship got badly battered, uh, hit by all kinds of, uh, yeah. accretion disc, uh, I think it, it, it looks, and... it looks repaired even by the, by later in that scene though. <laughs> I, I, I think that there, there's like some regenerative hull stuff going on. Yeah, uh, I think so. And, and at least the ship, uh, in the first episode we had that that mention of like that the hull's down to 78% and now it's 77%. Mm-hmm. So maybe the hull can sort of repair itself over time. Maybe and the like, escape pods come back by themselves and you know, it all kind of works out. And... I think they're super blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I wonder if it's more three episodes in and do we know how many episodes in this season is, is it, I think it's 10, right? Um, that sounds right. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. Um, but 
I wonder when when the, when is the um the confrontation right like in terms of um, Ref Twelve and Proto Star right yeah the showdown so yeah ten episodes so um I'm I'm thinking it's not gonna be a end of the season final showdown I think they'll have a couple of encounters yeah I season. I think it makes sense to to not uh drag it out quite that much like the there's a there's reasons for us to like have a close call and then escape and then maybe we oh it turns out we need to go back and save the the sad prisoner kitty uh yeah and, like and stuff that. like that so i i'm and i i i feel like with how complex our characters are i think that there's got to be something going on with solemn other than just that he's evil and wants to wear vampire costumes and uh uh enslaved i didn't even realize that was his name oh yeah i I don't think they ever say like his name directly it's i think he he says to his daughter yeah he's the diviner he says to his daughter that you are the progeny of solem and i think and he's at like he's he's like listed in all the things online i've seen as solem so okay i don't i don't know if that's like truly his name or if everyone's just guessing because of the way he said that but yeah, uh, with with that, I think we're probably ready for our strange new ratings. So uh, who wants to stick their neck out and give this one a rating? Hey folks, Notch here, jumping in while I'm editing the episode. We actually have a rating from Emily's son, Dietrich. This is a show for kids. Who better to rate the episode first than an actual child? Well, as opposed to, you know, adults acting like children. But, um, hmm. Dietrich, take it away. One to five. One being the worst, five being best. One. You would give it a one? Yeah. Did you really like it? Yeah. Then you should probably give it a higher score. Five. A five? Was it Was it like the best score it could be? Yeah, but one to a five. One to a five. So did at first did it start as a one, but then it ended up as a five? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek Fossey was great. What was your favorite part? Um, them escaping. Oh, them escaping. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Who, which characters do you like? Um, the ship and the purple guy. You like the ship and the purple guy? The purple guy is Dal, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Zero? Um, I like Zero. What else did you like about the show? Them. Getting off all the villains. Oh, escaping the villains? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Are you looking forward to watching the next episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do that tonight, aren't we? Yeah. And we'll do a review of it after, right? Uh-huh. Cool. Now, I'm Dietrich, g- we just finished the most recent Star Trek prodigy. What did you think of it? Um, I'm to take it from a... You gave it a one last time we talked about it. Um, take it from uh, to a uh, nine. Oh, you're going to give it a nine? Mm-hmm. So you really liked this episode? Yeah. Once you got past the scary bit? Mm-hmm. You thought it was pretty good? Yeah, 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 What yeah. was your favorite part? Um, them escaping. Them escaping from the gravity well? Yeah. That was your favorite part last week, too. So probably they'll have to escape every week for you to love the episode. (laughs) There was something you really laughed at. I can't remember. Oh, you thought it was really funny when Murph did something. What was it? Um, eating a chair. When Murph was eating a chair, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? Now he's doing, he's, he's miming eating a chair. Good job. So, the verdict is you enjoyed this episode of Star Trek Prodigy? (laughs) (laughs) I will go ahead. Um, I will... I think I gave it 8 last time, and I think I'll stick with 8 again this time. But this time, 8 never-to-be-recovered ejected escape pods. (laughs) <laughs> um, out, out of 10 I really like the ming- mingling of 
lessons um for mm-hmm. you know a younger younger generation um the bits and pieces of um track lore in terms of audio visuals um for for the rest of us people like us who who've been watching track for a while uh, i think it's going to get better um i am a little um unsure about how they're writing a dal um but maybe there's a lesson to be learned there as well mm-hmm. so uh eight it is for me i'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 um because I love Rock Talk so much. Yeah. And she's so sweet and makes me so sad. Um, but I couldn't give it a five out of five because Dal really annoyed me. But he <laughs> he kinda he kinda made up for it. But he's just like, even though he's purple, he's like every white man who's like overconfident <laughs> and like jumping in and like, I can take care of this. Natural I have this, no leader. problem. Even though there are lots of people with way more expertise around. <laughs> things to offer so um but yeah so that that uh, i think 4.5 for me and i i think i'm gonna round this one out uh i i think i've got to give this one a 10 uh partly because i'm i'm so impressed that uh like when discovery tries to do this to an episode it just ends up as like clunky and boring uh where we just like have a gigantic lore dump of like okay we need to explain to you about the future and how different this season three is going to be but like they they had they turned this lore heavy episode into something that was engaging it was interesting to learn along with the characters what was happening we got some great character development and i'm just it like if this is what kind of like their boring lore heavy episode is like i i just have super high expectations for the rest of the series i'm bound to be disappointed in the future but it's i i i'm so excited to see where we go here from here i can't wait to hear what notch thinks about it he's gonna come on and be like i hate it it's like the worst star trek watching Uh, okay, well, with that, uh, I think this is now the end credits time. So I want to thank you, Rudy and Emily, for uh, joining me here today to record this podcast. Thank you, Notch. I mean, Adam. <laughs> I have to call both of you Notch in the episode at some point. Like, I call my son Adam on a regular basis. I'm like, Adam, wait, I mean, that's not I, your name. <laughs> yeah, I get the dog's name. And, yeah, it's yeah. all messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all sorts of sorts of stuff, uh, and I I want to so we mentioned him already, but I want to thank our missing host uh, Notch. It's been great doing this for uh, what this is well over a year now since uh, we're on our 69th episode. So yeah, yeah, uh, and then uh, I want to thank our missing co-hosts Max, Dinah, and Bill. Wherever you all are, whatever you all are doing, I hope. It's a great time. I, I think I'm flubbing the end of that, but I, it's roughly what Notch says. Um, and I want to thank you, listener, uh, because, you know, without you putting us into your ear holes, um, then we just, th- there wouldn't be quite as much, like, purpose to what we're doing. I mean, I, I, lo- <laughs> I love just, uh, like, having great conversations with, with my friends every week about Star Trek, but it's also nice knowing that there are, more listeners out there than there are hosts listening to this to the show that we make and and it's it's just it's immensely gratifying and we we thank you so much the uh, needs of the many yeah out, the needs of the few right yeah it's it fits in just with star trek um and i want to thank also jishnu guha for a theme music uh hearing that guitar play in and out uh, every single episode is just it's pretty fabulous and i i love it uh, it's a, a reason to have a, prod, a podcast just so that we can seriously have that I agree. exist. <laughs> uh, and finally, I want to give a thank uh, thanks to the inventor of the vehicle replicator. Because of you, Voyager was able to lose a dozen of those bad boys. No problem. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.